Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hewler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. going on Steelers Nation Radio it is high noon on a Friday afternoon that can only mean one thing it's time to go inside the electric factory here on your 24-7 home of the black and gold Wesley Euler Arthur Motes it's our little corner of the world here that we call the Steelers Blitz you want to get involved you got questions comments concerns reactions for us this afternoon the best way to get involved is to do so on Twitter at Wesley Euler at the body 52 duh and you know it is our first Friday before a regular season game day. Here's a quick refresher for the people, Arthur Motes, mm-hmm, all right? Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. maybe uh, a little message for those who have potentially joined us throughout the offseason and along the way here. We make a promise to you during the regular season on Fridays. And that is, you tweet us your score prediction. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, all right, mm-hmm. how you think the game's going to play out. Maybe you throw something in there like, ah, oh, 100 yards for Najee Harris. Ah, oh, pick six for Minka Fitzpatrick as well, too. You tweet us your predictions. We will read them before we get out of here. One caveat, one reminder, and that is, if your account is private, Moats and I can't see your tweets. <laughs> All right? Good call so, on that. You're absolutely right. We can't I always, see your tweets every, if it's like, Every training camp, there's always somebody who's like, hey, I, I, I tweet you my predictions every Friday. I've never heard them read on the show before. Did I do something wrong? I'm like, are you private on your social media? If your account is private, we can't. even if you tag us, we still can't see your tweets. Yeah. So, as long as they are show appropriate, obviously. you know, no, no, they don't have to be show appropriate. No put bad, whatever you want no, up there. No bad words. No, put whatever you want. That's true. You can put whatever you want because I'll, hey, just, I'll just gloss over the absolutely. bad. I'll just gloss <laughs> over the bad words. That's what we're going to do, but you can say whatever and you want. And make sure your account isn't on private. And our promise to you is that if you tweet us your predictions for Sunday, we will get them read before we get out of here. We'll talk to our buddy Brian Backo as well today, too. He's going to join us right from rock locker room availability about an hour from now. Mm-hmm. So he'll bring that fresh news, that savvy news hound Brian Backo that he is. He'll join us about an hour from now. We'll have Five Star Friday. We'll have predictions. We'll have the Here We Go song. Mozi, it's our first Friday before a regular season game day here in the 2022 season. How we feeling, cousin? I mean, we're feeling good, man. Coming off of a uh, electric 
NFL opening game last night. Definitely was uh, enjoying that, that was man, fun. in terms that of was fun. just starting off the NFL the right way, man, giving us everything they were looking for and stuff like that. But, yeah, man, I'm definitely excited, man. This is this is what we've been counting down for, you know, ever since last season ended um, in that Chiefs game. Everything that we've done, whether you're talking free agency, whether you're talking the draft, guys that left the roster, guys that came back onto the roster, um, all of that has been building up to this moment. And here we are, what, 48 hours essentially away? from it finally happening where it officially counts, not the preseason where, you know, it's like a, a quick preview. It's like a movie trailer. Sure, sure. You know, you see you guys for a little bit, but how many movie trailers have we seen that made it look great and then the movie is actually tragic? Or the the vice versa to that, right? The trailer looks weak as heck, but then you watch the movie, you're like, bro, yeah, you got to check me. that out. That was, that was tough. <laughs> so for me, man, I'm interested to see, you know, what our movie looks like. Obviously, we've had our trailers in to a mixed review, depending on what part of the trailer you want to focus on where you're an action guy. Well, hey, man, you got some nice throws, right? Some George Pickens action, some Kenny Pickett, some Mason, some Mitch. You know, are you a guy that likes drama? Well, we had that with this old line. I tell you that, baby. Whew. Man, little glimpses of the run defense when we start subbing guys. That can give you the drama there. But we also had some adventure as well. Shout out to TJ Y. You see what he's on. And you know what he's trying to do this year, man. No longer tying that record, but he wants to own it. He wants to break that sack record and go on his run for multiple defensive player of the years, like his brother and like Aaron Donald has done thus far. So when we're talking storylines, man, we're talking about everything that has led up to this moment. Now that we're, like I said, 48 hours away from the opener. I mean, yeah, man, I'm chomping at the bit, baby. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. A lot of genres. For the Steelers in the preseason, what will prevail when we kick off Sunday, 1 o'clock, Paycor Stadium now in Cincinnati. Not the only uh, Acrisure Stadium, not the only home field in the AFC North. It's getting a little rebranding, a little renaming. It'll be Paycor Stadium, 1 o'clock on Sunday against the Bengals. You know, you mentioned a minute ago there, Motsi, uh, last night. NFL kicking off last night. Bills take down the Rams comfortably. Tie game at halftime, and then you know pretty much all Buffalo in the second half. Uh, the rare defending Super Bowl champion losing that home Thursday night opener, which I think has only happened like four times in the last 18 years that they've been doing that, something like that. Yeah, Arthur Most was not a part of any group that won on an opening night for a, another uh, team throwing that out there. <laughs> I've had my fair share. You've had your fair share? <laughs> it's just not been good. <laughs> um, one thing that, that I noticed last night that I wonder if we can put any stock into, any uh, any weight into as we look ahead to the Steelers-Bengals on Sunday the Rams were a team that in the preseason hardly, I mean, their starters barely saw any action. The first team offense, I don't believe that any of them took a snap in the preseason. The first team defense, it was like two or three of them took snaps in the preseason. We know there's certain coaches that have that philosophy, right? That they just, they're not going to play their first teamers in the preseason. Well, I bring this up. Because Cincinnati's been one of those teams as well. Their first teamers on offense. You've seen no Joe Burrow. You've seen no Jamar Chase. You've seen no Joe Mixon. That offensive line, I think they got maybe one or two series the entire preseason. That's it. On defense, Bates and Hendricks, uh, Hendrickson, a lot of these guys, right? Um, no snaps in the preseason. Is that maybe an opportunity for a Steelers team that has been the opposite, right? That they've been working through a lot of this stuff in the preseason 
Could that be an advantage for the Steelers early on on Sunday? Is there some potential there to maybe catch Cincinnati still trying to knock off that rust, still trying to clear out those cobwebs where the Steelers have been more peddled to the metal through the preseason? Do you put any stock into that? Um, I mean, obviously in Pittsburgh we can funnel it that way and we can try to find comfort in that. At the end of the day, though, I personally don't think that the Rams were sleepwalking. I don't think that it was a case of them not necessarily being fully prepared because that Bills team as well, Josh Allen has only played a series or two this preseason. Tremaine Edmonds on defense has only played a series on two. It's, it was a very similar conversation, but the biggest difference was the offensive line. The Rams couldn't protect Matthew Stafford. They could not. I mean, from start to finish, you saw it. The second time he dropped back, he gets sacked. And then from there, what, seven sacks from seven different or six different players on the Bills rotation? They had eight guys out there? Mm-hmm. That's a recipe for disaster. Um, but as we bring that to us, similar thing could happen in the sense that we know they have a revamped offensive line, but they have new faces on that offensive line that was not very good last season either. We know we're returning T.J. White and Cam Hayward. Those could be our versions of what we saw yesterday in terms of why the Rams started off slow. If TJ and Cam are able to start off fast in a sense, but stopping the run initially, you got to stop that run. That's the other part. Bills did a really good job of that. They made it one-dimensional early, and from there they were able to just rush the passer. And that's where we saw that Rams offense line really struggle. When I think of this Bengals team, their weakest part of their offense is their O-line. And for us, we have to stop the run. If we can stop the run, then we can take advantage of that offensive line. And I do think we will be able to have some of that type of success early on because I do understand that Joe Burrow, he didn't have a major surgery or anything like that, but he did miss time. And that's the part that I do think matters more so than not playing in preseason games because, yeah, a lot of guys don't play in preseason games, but you get practice reps. That's what Burrow was not getting. That's also what Matthew Stafford was not getting because he had elbow surgery. So those are the two parallels that I would hang my hat on if I was a Steelers fan in terms of just why you should feel confident, why you should feel like there is a pathway that isn't overly complicated. It doesn't take a lot of moving pieces. Those are the two right there. New O-line that is not good and that has not been proven in terms of the revamped version of it. Sure. They've got a couple individuals that we know have had success, but not as, not as a group. I mean, what's the difference between what we say, right? Hey, we brought in James Daniels, paid him a lot of money. We brought in Mason Cole, paid him a lot of money. We're good, right? We re-signed Chooks. On paper, yeah. But we also saw what that has looked like thus far this season. (laughs) They have to find continuity. They have to find consistency, right? The exact same thing can be said about that Bengals team. Oh, we drafted Cordell Valson in the forefront. Oh, we signed Kapka. He was a Super Bowl champ with the Buck. Okay, whoop-dee-doo. We're all five of them. We brought in Lyle Collins. Okay, great. Those are three different players from three different teams. I do not care until we see them play together for four quarters and have that continuity, that consistency. Until I see that, I don't buy it. It's on paper good, but we'll see what it looks like mm-hmm. when you're in the stadium. So that's the first part I'm hanging my head on. Our our uh, D-line, pass rushers versus that O-line. And then the second part is Joe Burrow just missing the amount of time that he's missed practice-wise. Not necessarily in the game, because preseason games, like I said, they're not going to have a ton of that. But the practice, I think that's the part you hang your hat on. Those would be the two for me, though. That's uh, that's spot on. I, I think you're absolutely right. There's, Listen, I'm not going to sit here and act like there's not a lot of unknown on the Steelers' side of things. I mean, you just touched on a big one. The offensive line, Mason Cole, James Daniels, Chooks, Kevin Dotson. Dan Moore Jr. I mean, there's a reason why we've been talking about this offensive line at nauseum 
since we started doing combine shows in February. And then to add to that, one of our offense linemen that is on paper starting is missing practice with a back injury. Correct. And it's not at the early part of the week. It's at the latter part of the week. Correct. That's when you don't want it to be like that. Sounds like good news for Deontay Johnson. Correct. Not so much. For Chooks. For Chooks. Yeah. And Chooks is one of those on the offensive line. Like you said, he's gotten paid. He's got the money. There's an expectation Chooks there. Chooks was of, our top two best him, lineman this preseason. Uh, of him being the best the best <laughs> yeah. offensive lineman there. Or, yes. you know, the, the guy that can kind of hold the fort while everybody else is trying to mm-hmm. figure it out and get on the same page. Yeah, not so good there. Or as our German brethren would say, uh-huh. nicht so gut. Oh, nicht so gut. We don't want to be nicht so good. Shout out to the Steelers nation, Germany. Yeah, it is. Nicht so good. There's a lot of questions on both sides of the ball for both teams. Offensive line is, is you know what, if Cincinnati and Pittsburgh can agree on one thing, it's that they paid a lot of attention to the offensive line. They did. They definitely did. Since, since February. They've been in that same boat as well, too. They're looking at it saying, we get this offensive line fixed, we get league average mm-hmm. on the offensive line, and and, and we're going to go back to the Super Bowl, and, and, and we're going to get the thing done. You're looking at the Steelers, you're saying, hey, this has been now going into the third year of this process of trying to you know, retool this thing from where you were a, a few years ago when you had arguably the best line in the league with Pouncey and DeCastro and Big Al and Matt Filer, right? And a, a lot of these guys who just for years you didn't have to worry about the Steelers' offensive line. That's kind of come back the opposite way here. Obviously, quarterback is a big one for the Steelers. Obviously, with the wide receivers, what does that all look like? What does George Pickens look like? And what's he able to contribute right away? How healthy is Deontay Johnson? What do you expect from Pat Fryermuth in year two? A lot of questions for both of these teams in some key areas. And for Cincinnati, too, you know, they're talking about the defense just like we are. A little bit different. In Pittsburgh, it's it's been centered around the run game, right? That's the, that's the other thing we've been talking about at nauseum since February. You were dead last. 32nd out of 32 teams in the league last year against the run. Some might call that not good. Nicht so good. Mm-hmm. Mozi, I'm not a math guy. I mean, clearly. You sure? You went to right. West Virginia. I thought you were like super math guy. I was a broadcast journalism major. Ah, okay, I okay. clearly was not a math guy. I've told the story here on the show before. I think I'm past the statute of limitations, so WVU can't come after me, about how I had to take one math class when I was in college. Attendance was 60% of 70% of the grade. Talk about it. I had my ex-girlfriend sign me in every day, and I went to that class one time. Got a C, because I got like a D or a C on every test, but with my perfect attendance, I was good to go. C's get degrees, baby. Clearly, math is not my strong point. What's two plus two again? But I can tell you that 32nd out of 30, 32 teams is dead last. I got that much confidently down. Obviously, for both of these teams, week one, it's not like, you know, we're, we're not going to be judge and jury here when we come in on Monday. Right. It's not going to be, oh, the Steelers still can't stop the run. All oh, the Bengals' offensive line is still going to be what holds them back from potentially kicking that door in. It's, Man, these Steelers fans we're talking about, yeah, well. Well. You That's a good that. point. I was about to say, man, especially, if, especially, if a certain, especially if a certain quarterback struggles a little uh-huh. bit out there at Paycor it w- it Stadium. Be, it would be, man, why? I told you we need to start him. We can't wait now. We got to do it right now, man. Just make the move. We're going we gonna to knee-jerk this thing. Yep. Well, we certainly are. But it's it's it, there's going to be knee-jerk in there, but there's going to, obviously, there needs to be some um, some realization that for both teams. Some less jerking of said knees. There's, there's certain. <laughs> Your knees are shaking. I'll tell you what, I'm like Elvis out there on the stage, just shaking back and forth. Um, 
there's there's both teams have key areas where they're they're looking for improvement. They're looking to carve out an identity. They're looking to get things moving in the right direction. There is a lot of unknown going into this game. Obviously, as as there always is in week one. But I think particularly for two teams that made the playoffs last yes. year. There's Man, there's a lot I, of questions. I forgot. You know, the, the way people talk there. about it, you want to know that two teams that are in this matchup were both in the playoffs. Both in the playoffs last year. You season. would only think that only one of these teams were in the playoffs. But yes, both teams were in the playoffs. In both this teams matchup. were in the playoffs. And what if I told you that Cincinnati only won one more game in the regular season than the Steelers did? You don't say? Now, they got hot at the right time. And there's certainly something to be said for that, playing your best football when, when it matters most. You do say. But they only they only won one more game than the Steelers in the regular season last year. I I don't know about you. I'm expecting relatively low scoring. I'm I'm not talking ten to seven or anything like that. But I'm well, not. What, what is low scoring? Because you know today this is the new NFL. I, I heard people saying like twenties is like regulars. I, I would be surprised. 20s is low scoring. I would be I would be scoring? surprised if either team got into the thirties. Certainly. Okay. Is that fair? I'll give my official okay. prediction later. Yeah. But I'm looking for. Jeez, I don't know. If, if I were setting the over-under for this one myself, if this is Wesley Euler's sports book, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. probably about 40 points. Okay. 41, 42 points, something like that. Um, but I'm interested to see how this plays out. I am. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to get this going. It was fun last night, you know, getting that that opener uh, in L.A. in the man. It, it was really bad really nice out there. Really nice performance. Real man. nice I performance say, for man. your Buffalo Bills. I tell you, man. Josh, tell you that, man. Josh Allen. I tell you what. Hey, he preached to the choir over here, man. You know, ain't nothing new. <laughs> he could be on track for an MVP season. Yeah, ain't nothing new. Speaking of MVP season, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we do near, in the first segment here just have to give some thoughts on uh, the Baltimore Ravens and Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Announcing today that an extension will not be done and that Lamar will play out the final year of his contract in Baltimore. You surprised by that, and what type of wrench does that throw into the AFC North? Unfortunately, I'm not surprised that they weren't able to get the deal done and that he's going to go out there and play. But I absolutely hate the decision. Um, I'm not surprised because... Well, being a person that's set negotiations before, I understand, like, yeah, yeah, man, some stuff gets said. It goes back and forth. They're trying to get you for as less or the cheapest they can get you for. You're trying to get the most you can get. And a lot can be said, both positively and negatively, but that's typically why you want that buffer in there to take away the personal feeling part of it. Um, But knowing that Lamar was going to be representing himself, here we are with the negotiations not coming to you know, an agreement, whether it's guaranteed money, however much they were offering, whatever it was, we kind of have ballparks of where we know he was probably going to be in the floor of making just based off what Kyler Murray has. But to me, um, like I said, not surprised that they weren't able to get the deal done because it's to me, I just think it's easier for organizations to play on the heartstrings of players Mm. when they represent themselves because as players, that's our natural thought process is more natural for us to love the organization. It's more natural for us to buy into the team, to buy into the colors. Particularly when it's a team that drafted yeah, you, right? Because you're thinking like college, you're thinking like high school, you're thinking like rec. The problem is, at this level, the owners don't always think like that. The owners think like a business. Yes, they do. So you are our favorite as long as you can provide what we need you to provide. But you get hurt, that changes a lot. Whether we're talking how much money I'm willing to compensate you with, whether we're talking about do I want to continue going forward with you? I mean, all of these things become on the table. And nobody is bigger than the shield. 
No, no player has ever. No. Man, we've seen Peyton Manning get moved on from. And he still went and won another Super Bowl after that. Yep. We saw them try to move on from Tom Brady. Yep. Like, we can go down the list. J.J. J. J. Watt's not in Houston anymore. J. J. Like, we could go down the list of all Best these player in organization amazing history. Amazing players that the team moves on from. Yep. So, with that, that's why I'm not surprised the deal didn't get done. And the part where I'm not surprised about Lamar still going out there and playing is because what I said earlier. He has the emotional connection. They tell him, hey, man, we can get the deal done. All right, the deal's not getting done. It's all right, but you know what? You know, we still care for you. You know, we still want you to be here, Lamar. You go out there and, hey, hey you, you prove it to us, all right? Yeah, you can sell it to that guy right then and there, but if you have an agent that's listening, he's going to say, man, they're full of crap. Don't listen to that. <laughs> if they let you that much, make them show you what their compensation. It's that simple. And if they're not going to pay you, man, do not step on that field. Because... The 23 mil that you might get this year is cool. I mean, it's life-changing money for a lot of people, and rightfully so. Sure, but when sure. we're talking about money in the relative sense of the NFL, and particularly quarterbacks in Lamar Jackson's caliber. The risk versus the reward when you've about, seen some of these other we're contracts. We're talking about you risking upwards of 200 to $230 million. It's a lot of coin. $23 million versus 200 to $230 million. I can do the math on that one. That's uh, about 10% $23 million of the pie he could be waiting for. So regardless of the conversation, I'm not even making it a greed or anything like that, but just in the simple context of risk versus reward, it just doesn't make a lot of sense. Two risk, 200 to $230 million for $23 million this season. No doubt. That's that's my biggest issue with this whole thing. And if he had an agent, that agent would be making sure that was very clear to him and not just to Lamar, but to the organization. And that would ultimately force them to have more pressure to feel the sense of urgency to go ahead and get that deal done. But when you have a player that's saying, hey, man, I'm going to show up anyways. And then he's like, hey, man, but I ain't negotiating on the Friday. Well, <laughs> Baltimore's like, well, all right, then. We're going to keep this on where's that then? You're going to show up anyways, right? All right, we'll see how this year goes. Win a Super Bowl, we might pay you. We'll get to Joe Flacco. Win a Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, but if you don't, you tried hard. Oh, hey, man, I guess you can't pay you. Oh, you got hurt? Ah, right, man. Hey, I know it's going to be 200. Ah. What, what's this 170 looking like now? Like, that's this type of stuff that you really have to consider. Or, God forbid, it'd be a, a Ryan, Sha- uh, Ryan Shazer situation where, you know, instead of you getting 60, you turn around and now your life is forever changed. That's the reality of it. And I speak with that passion because. You've seen I've it. I've seen it with Shea. Yeah. That man was in line for 60. 60. And one play. One play changed it all. And it all changed. Yep. Changed it all. Yeah. So when I see these type of scenarios, it's like, man, this game is way too violent. And Lamar plays it in a manner that isn't the most uh, conducive to his long-term health. You could criticize Lamar Jackson of a lot of different things. Um being soft isn't one of them. Man. I mean, he he He's puts, he puts soft, his man. face in the fan. Yeah, he 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 plays a style where he puts himself out there for mm-hmm. to take some big hits and some contact. But everybody gets broken eventually, and that's the one thing that's that I can, I can fully attest to. Man, you play this game long enough, you gonna get broken. It happens. That's just the part for me where, like I said, I just hate the decision that is being made by him. And like I said, take the the jerseys off, take the rivalry out of it. This is just alumni to current player. This is a terrible decision to me. When you say it's a business, they'll tell you it's just a game. Mm-hmm. When you say it's a game, 
they'll tell you it's a business. Mm-hmm. I I hope it works out for Lamar. That's I hope it I works do. out. Yeah. Um, Obviously, that's something that, that we're going to keep an eye on. We don't yeah. have to worry about the Ravens here till well into December, yeah. so we're not going to see them for for a long time. But all of a sudden, you know, this division that we talked about being kind of like the quarterback mecca. Mm-hmm. I mean, haven't seen much of Joe Burrow throughout the preseason or training mm-hmm. camp. Now, I'm still, I still think he's going to be great, but yeah. maybe it'll take a couple weeks for it all to come together. We know the quarterback situation in Cleveland. Here in Pittsburgh, we're working in a new quarterback, Mitch Trubisky, Kenny Pickett. What's it going to be like throughout the year? Now you've got this whole situation hanging over the head of Lamar Jackson. To me, Motsi, it comes back to, I think this division is going to be wide open in 2022. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't surprise me if we got to December and all four teams are still, you know, within touching distance of, of yeah. first place, fighting for a wild card spot, those type of things. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a real week to week evaluation, I think, for all four of these teams. No, it definitely is, man. It definitely is, and, and that's a good thing, though, for the Steelers, especially you want it that way. Ugly division gives you a legit chance. If we have one of those scenarios where. You know, Cincinnati is flying high and they're looking, you know, like the nice team that went to the Super Bowl. That that doesn't help us because we don't have a right. high-powered team like that just yet. We have some of the pieces in place, but we still have some things we have to get figured out on our end. Same with Baltimore. We know Baltimore, if they get going, they can be another one of them teams that just start steamrolling stuff. It's hard to keep up with that. In terms of just stacking win, 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 win. Right. We know we're going to be having some, some ups and downs, some bumps, like – that's just the reality of what our situation is going to be. So, anytime we can get some type of, you know, assistance ah. from over there, a little mismanagement yeah, in-house, all right. I'm all for it. So, in fact, shout out to the, the, the Ravens brass for not being able to get that deal done and ultimately giving Lamar something else he has to think about now. As the Grateful Dead once sang, mm-hmm. one man gathers mm-hmm. what another man spills. Yeah, better believe it. And that'll certainly be something we're keeping an eye on. We got to get to our first break, but still plenty more to come. We'll do a little five-star Friday on the other side. We'll sing some songs before we get out of here. We'll get to your predictions. We'll talk to our buddy Brian Backo. It's finally here. It's game week number one, Sunday, 1 o'clock in Cincinnati against those stinking bungles. And we'll be getting you ready here for the next hour. We've got a ton of prediction tweets rolling in. I love it. We're back. One more reminder in that regard, too. Motsi and everybody, you do you tweet us the predictions? I bookmark them. I mean, Motsi can see it here. We got, I mean, geez, it's we true. got about we got about a dozen already. It's true, it's true. Please don't tweet them twice. No, tweet them twice. <laughs> tweet them thirty times, actually. It's, it's kind of so, like the lottery. The more you might, you pick, the better you, you get. You might a tweet them in the first segment and think, wait a second, they haven't read off my tweet. I should tweet this again. I got you, fam. What, Wes gonna forget. I got you, fam. He's Don't gonna listen forget. to Arthur Motes, all he right? He's gonna forget. The devil works hard, but mm-hmm. Wes works harder. Uh-uh. Wes said he don't believe in either. Did I just first person that thing? It sounded like it, but it's cool. Or third person that thing. It's one of them things. Oh, crap. See, I can I can get around being bad at math, but this is supposed to be my forte. Mm. <laughs> Little five-star Friday. Motsi going to lay it down for us when we return on the other side. You're in the electric factory on a Friday. It's the Steelers Blitz on SNR. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. 
Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.